I frequently use the term the ape of the church to describe what is going on, what we're seeing manifest in the Catholic Church these days. It's a term from Catholic prophecy, both of the sort of mystical, visionary kind, and the kind that comes from just being able to see where things are headed. The term was coined most recently by Fulton Sheen, which I know many traditionally-minded Catholics don't particularly care for, though I do personally like him. Sheen wasn't the only one to use the idea of the ape of the church. Throughout Catholic eschatology, the concept appears. Blessed Anne Catherick Emmerich, in one of her visions, described what looked like a fake edifice being constructed over the church, while behind the edifice the church was being taken apart, piece by piece. The ape of the church would look Catholic in its outward appearances, would sound Catholic to those who don't possess the census catholicus, and in many ways would be nearly indistinguishable from the real deal, but in reality it would only be something mimicking the Catholic church. It would ape the church to ape means to mimic. There are numerous examples of this in our time, and the issue predates Pope Francis by many, many decades, with each pontiff since the council helping in some small way or other to build the ape of the church. Francis is just very much upfront about it, but in short it can be understood as a worldly turn of the church towards the ideas of Caesar, towards unity with Leviathan, as it preaches more and more a gospel of material comfort and fraternity, and less and less one of picking up our crosses and following Christ. And this week we've seen the lionization of Hans Kung from the world and from the modernists in Berlin and even in Rome, and that is just the latest development in the ape of the church. Now let's have a closer look at this, which I began to cover a couple of days ago, but now requires a further look because apparently Francis believes Kung went to meet our Lord, for better or for worse, reconciled with the Church. Our story for this comes from Cardinal Walter Kasper of Germany, and it comes to us by way of Gloria TV. Quote, Cardinal Walter Kasper told Corriere.it that the Catholic theologian and later syncretist Hans Kung had reconciled with the Church before his passing. Kasper was Kung's assistant at the once famous Tübingen University, which has since sunk into insignificance. Last summer, Casper informed Francis by telephone that Kung's time was short. Francis told Casper to send him greetings and blessings, quote-unquote, in Christian communion. It was as if Kung felt at peace with the church and with Francis, a kind of reconciliation, Casper commented after having transmitted Francis's words. But the head of Kung's philosophy school, Stephen Schlensog, contradicted Casper before KNA.DE, saying that Casper's assessment was, quote-unquote, simply untrue. Shortly before Christmas, Kung wrote a letter to Francis regretting that the church was not rehabilitating him in view of his merits. Reconciliation sounds different, Schlensog said. Kung's letter remained unanswered. End quote. The piece ends with a description of Kung as having a big ego and being vain and the rest. Kung was famous for having denied papal infallibility, despite it being a magisterially defined doctrine of the church that all Catholics must adhere to among numerous other divergencies from the Depositum Fide that he held to. For those reasons and others, he earned the dislike of traditional Catholics for his objection to the lifting of the excommunication of the bishops and priests of the Society of St. Pius X and became one of the promoters of the sort of made-up fictional distinction of partial communion for the SSPX, when in reality they are in communion with Rome, they just have a strange canonical situation that everybody pretty much agrees needs to be resolved in one way or another. And they are frankly not the only group in the church in a similar situation. But that whole 
ball of wax is another topic for another time. When it comes to Hans Kung, the church is bending over backwards to say that he is finished in happy accord with Rome, which is a strange thing given that he never recanted his rejection of papal infallibility, universal destination of souls in heaven, and numerous other weird ideas. But then again, we are talking about Cardinal Casper, and the German bishops absolutely adore Kung. He is one of their spiritual fathers, as well as, of course, their father below, and so it shouldn't be surprising he is esteemed by the German bishops' conference. Fulton Sheen described the movement of the man of sin as he would set up a following that would appear to be of Christ but without the cross, and that it would appear in the time described in St. John's Apocalypse. It's a lengthy quote, but the relevant part is short, and I'll just stick to that. Quote, Satan will set up a counter-church, which will be the ape of the Catholic Church. It will have all the notes and characteristics of the church, but in reverse and emptied of its divine content. End quote. Now, for a fuller treatment of that whole lengthy topic, I have a good piece by the Roman Catholic Man blog that goes into greater detail, and it is linked in today's show notes at returntotradition.org, where I post all of my show notes. Skip past the Patreon pop-up if you're not interested in any of that. There is no paywall to go look at my sources. Anyway, but it is that what we're seeing today, and if so, what can we do? The best thing to do is to ready ourselves spiritually, which means to take steps now to find the sacraments and the faith taught the way the church has always intended it to be taught, and to come to grips with the fact that Francis is not the sum total of the situation in the church today, that he is just the latest and most obvious in a long line of pontiffs that have promoted things the church would not have recognized just a few short decades ago. To that end, here are some things we need to do, each of us as Catholics. The first thing we need to do is make sure we're in a parish that teaches the faith and not the words and works of the ape. This goes beyond simply the issue of the liturgy. Most traditional Catholic voices will tell you to go to a traditional Latin Mass parish, and while I absolutely and unequivocally advocate for that, that isn't so simple. The first thing is to ensure that you have a priest who holds to and teaches the Catholic faith. We are Catholics, after all. Besides, some traditional Latin Mass priests aren't all that great themselves, and the problem of modernism has shown up in the East as well, as any informed Byzantine or Maronite Catholic will tell you. If you need assistance finding a Latin Mass community, just email me. I have the sources for finding one nearly anywhere bookmarked, but just know that the issue isn't resolved by simply going to a Latin Mass. It is about the authentic teachings of the Church itself. It's about the faith, and that complicates the matter greatly. Beyond that, I don't know what else to tell you. You've got to get into a parish community, though, that is devoted to the deposit of the faith, or else you're just kind of rolling the dice. Maybe your bishop will be faithful to what the church has always been. <laughs> Maybe he won't be. Flip that coin if you want. Maybe your priest will be the same. Maybe you won't. Again, roll those dice. Your guess will be as good as mine. I'm just telling you, though, that what you need to do, how to stay on the side of the angels here. The second thing, or maybe really the first, is to teach yourself the faith, and that is precisely why I, on the weekends, put up papal encyclicals and writings of great Catholics but from before the Second Vatican Council, from back when things were less ambiguous, when clarity was the rule. What was true before the Council should be true today for us, as the truth of the faith never changes, and to this end, get a good catechism. The Baltimore Catechism series and the Catechism of St. Pius X are great catechisms and far shorter and much more easily accessible than the ever-changing one we seem to be using now. Any good Catholic publisher will sell you one for a good price. I like going with Tumblr House, but there are other uh, publishers as well for these things. The third thing should be obvious. Pray the Rosary daily. And study the New Testament. Other devotions are fine, but read the Bible and get a good Bible translation and pray your Rosary first. Now, I prefer the Dewey Rames Channeler or the Knox Translation. The RSV and the NAB have loads of problems and can be quite entertaining once you, re once you 
find out what they are. If you want to learn more on some of the strange things in the New American Bible, a good series on that can be found on the channel Ascent of Mount Carmel. And once you watch it, I pretty much guarantee you'll be in the market for a traditional Catholic translation of sacred scripture. It should be obvious that the rosary and the Bible go together, since the rosary is the life of Christ on a string of beads. Catholics really should be devoted to both. Pray the rosary, read the Bible together, and do it with your family. Doing both will help any Catholic grow in the faith if they so earnestly desire to do so, and to know when there are things being taught by the hierarchy that don't exactly square with the faith. And if you're wondering about other devotions, like I said, they're fine, added on to being devoted to scripture and the rosary. It's no other devotion is a good substitute for those things. Finally, go to confession. Make frequent use of the sacraments, and do it from a priest who teaches the faith in a way our forebears in the faith would recognize, regardless of whether you're a Catholic attending one of the Latin Rite Masses, or a Catholic more at home with the liturgy of St. John Chrysostom, or the liturgy said by St. Charbel. Go to confession, go to adoration, receive our Lord worthily in the Eucharist, and repent. And pray that I do as well, because like you, I need confession and absolution. I am not a saint. St. Paul's letter to the Philippians says to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. It's a process, and you know, it can take a long time, but prayerfully frequent the sacraments, and you will see results because in so doing, you're putting your soul into the hands of our blessed Lord and his church. So don't give up, and don't give in to the ape. Instead, becoming the best Catholic you can be is your best bet. That's the central message of what I try to do here, and I hope you adopt it, even if you disagree with most of everything I say in nearly every video. And please check out those papal encyclicals I put up on the weekend. Some of them are very eye-opening. Well, what do you think of all this? Is Hans Kuhn the mascot for the ape? Is he just one of many? Let me know your thoughts in the comments, please. And like, subscribe, share the video if you liked it, and hit that notification bell. These days, it really is the only way I can really grow my channel due to some changes our hosts made. So it does help when you do those things. But most importantly, please pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.